Daven, please, and you can retroactively have the merit of this entire class in your merit of whomever you want it to be in the merit of. And uh, it happens to be, this is a secular, a legal holiday, and the, the reason for the legal holiday is because out there on the streets, it's the day that's known as um, Indigenous People's Day. It used to be called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving... Um, is an interesting topic in halacha. In the last few years, we have given classes on um, is Thanksgiving something that a Jew is allowed to observe? You're allowed to have a Thanksgiving meal today? You're allowed to, you're allowed to have the, 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 the bird? You're allowed to watch the birds? Are you allowed to you know, celebrate, do, do the, all the rituals that go into Thanksgiving that, you know, wasn't the going to? We talked about that in the past. Is it a legal holiday, indeed, secular or religious? We've also gone in past years into a discussion of the turkey itself. Is a turkey a kosher bird? Can you eat a turkey? We had a discussion about that. So we're not going to go there this year. We're not going to get back into that topic. But we're going to focus on Thanksgiving, um, as, as the island correctly said, or giving thanks. Jewish take on Thanksgiving. And um, there is a specific section of halacha that has to do with Thanksgiving, a specific section of davening every day that has to do with Thanksgiving, that has to do with a special bracha from Chazal that was instituted for Thanksgiving, and we call this Birchas HaHoida, Mizmer L'Soida. We call this Birchas HaGoymel, the bracha of Thanksgiving. The bracha of Thanksgiving, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about actually a very fascinating take on this bracha of what we call Hagoimo, when a yid makes Hagoimo, which is Hagoimo, Lechayvim, Toivus, Shagumalani, Kol Toiv, we get up to the bima, we say, we give thanks to God who has given me unending good, and everyone benches him back, Hashem should continue to give you unending good. That's the bracha of thanksgiving. Birchas Ha'hoido'o. And what we're going to focus in on is... an exploration of that bracha that would seem that that bracha, no, Chazal tell us, famously, Chazal say, that bracha was instituted for four people, says the Gemara. Four people who need to give thanksgiving, who need to give thanks to God. There's four people, four types of people, four types of situations where you need to give thanks. And that creates, there's a whole, a whole simon in Shulchan Aruch, a whole discussion in the Gemara. But that Gemara, we're going to go through the four in a moment, uh, um, really breaks down into two different universes, and there's a, a fascinating, a fascinating rift in how to understand that Gemara, how to understand those four groups of people, and how to understand when we make this bracha between the Sfarim and the Ashkenazim. Very, very interesting. So we have the Bnei Ashkenaz present this morning, we have Achenu Bnei Sfarim present at the table, and, and uh, we're going to go through how there is what we say in Talmudics, alishitasoy, alishitasoy, a one consistent disagreement between how the Ashkenazim Paskin and the Sfarim Paskin, how the Ashkenazim interpret the Gemara, how the Sfarim interpreted, that creates major halachic ramifications by all of the four. It comes out, interestingly, a kula enochumra, meaning based on how there, there, there's this difference of how to apply, understand, and, and just establish the principles in the Gemara, it comes out that there's many areas where the Svardim will be more quick to make the bracha and the Svardim will be, the Ashkenaz will be more reluctant. But we'll see that flips around also into an area, a whole area that opens up where Ashkenazim will make the bracha and Svardim won't make the bracha. Okay, so this is going to be this morning's discussion, exploration. Thanksgiving in Judaism and Thanksgiving as it's understood by Achenu B'nai Ashkenaz and Achenu B'nai Svarad Eidus HaMizrach. So let's start with the Arbot Shrichem L'Hoidus. 
the Mechaber puts it quite nicely and succinctly, and he gives it us even a mnemonic device to remember. We had a whole class the other week from Rabbi Scudamaker on making simanim. So there's a famous one from the Mechaber himself. And let's begin by reading just straight out of Shulchan Aruch. This is Simon Reish Yotes. Birchas Haidas Hayachad, the Brach of Thanksgiving of a Yachad. When does a Yachad, an individual, give thanks to God? Says the Mechaber, and this lifted directly from the Gemara and Brachas, there's four people that need to give thanks to God. What we call making a Hagoimel. People that are ocean, uh, ocean travelers, seafarers, people that go out into the sea when they get out to the other side, when they're done with their voyage. People that cross the desert, when they get back to civilization. Someone that was ill and, and recovered. Someone that was in jail and got out of jail. So these four people have to say a when they're on the other side. The simanech, and what's the device, the memory device, the pneumatic to remember this? Who gives praise to God? All, all who are alive. Everyone that's chayim, shall give praise to you, Chayim is four letters, Ches, Yod, Yod, Mem, and that's Rashi Tevis, is the Mechaber, Chavush, Ches is Chavush, that means a prisoner, Yod is Yesur, and that means someone who is ill, the second Yod, Yam, that's someone that crosses the ocean, final Mem, Midbar, the guy who crosses the desert. What an amazing simon over here. All the Chaim people have to give thanks. That's how you remember the four people that, um, that uh, have to make a Hagoyim. Good. So this is why everyone knows when you make a trip to Eretz Yisrael, you come back, you make a Hagoimel. Why do you make a Hagoimel? Because you crossed an ocean, right? The plane went over the uh, Atlantic Ocean. So everybody knows you make a bracha when you get there, make a bracha when you get back. And um, it's also known... This halacha that someone Rachman al-Islan was sick, was ill, and they recovered. You tell them, okay, come back to Shul, make a Hagoimel now. Agav, you know, the, the halacha is clear over here. When do you make this bracha? When you've emerged from danger. When you've emerged, when you're on the other side. It's clear in the Mechaber. When the guy on, on, at sea gets to the other side of the, of, of the shore. Not when he stops off at an island in the middle to, to refuel or to, 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 to have lunch. It's only when he makes it out of the ocean, when he makes it out of the desert, and the chayl as well. When he when he recovers, as we say, when, when he recovers and and he gets his strength back, he's 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 uh, you know he's back to his pre-illness um, state. Doctors say he's recovered, Baruch Hashem. He gets his strength back. There's a bit of a discussion. Does he? Have, is, is it sufficient that he's emerged from the hospital? He's walking around, um, or does he have to wait till he feels he's fully recovered his strength? But in any case, you got to be on the other side when you get out of jail. Obviously, when you get out of jail, you make the hagayim there as well. Okay, so this is the four people in the Gemara and Brachas brought down in the Mechaber. The question is like this. These four categories, um, people that are, are traveling in a Midbar, the people that go across the ocean, the people that, that are in prison, the people that are uh, sick, are, are they, when Chazal selected these four people, these four categories, the people that make the Hagoimel, what's the, what's the latent reason behind the scenes over here? Why these four people? There's two ways of understanding it. And these two ways of understanding it are, are the two basic approaches that create this huge split between the Sephardim and the Ashkenazim. Do we say that these are situations that can occasionally be dangerous? They're not always dangerous, but they can be dangerous. And since they can be dangerous, um, 
any time you're exposed to any of them, even if you didn't see yourself in immediate danger, you make the bracha. Because Chazal said, if you're in a situation that theoretically, potentially, could be dangerous, it could be dangerous, crossing an ocean could be dangerous, it could be a tremendous storm at sea, uh, there could be mutiny, you could run out of food, it could, the ship could be becalmed, becalmed, right? It could be stuck in the middle of the ocean without a breeze. It could potentially be very, very dangerous. Therefore, even when... You, 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 you had a safe voyage, Baruch Hashem, a routine one, but since you were exposed to a situation that could be dangerous, you make the bracha. This is something that could lead to danger. So is, is that how we understand these four categories? And that would, that would characterize all four? In other words, it doesn't have to be the pshat that in any of these four situations you were actually in immediate danger, but these are situations that are, are known, four main categories that can get very dangerous. It's a situation itself that you make the bracha for, or... Is the bracha made because you were you attack in immediate danger? You were in a dangerous situation, and Hashem saved you. Hashem spared you. So again, the two ways of understanding this are: Did Chazal create four categories of of examples of a, a yid who is in a life-threatening, dangerous situation? Bar Hashem, he was saved, he was spared, and that's why you make the bracha. Or you're in a situation that could be theoretically dangerous. And, 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 and Chazal just established these four, as these are the four main, four, four um, uh, primary kinds of situations which can become dangerous, and that's why you're making the Haggai And the practical Nafkamino is immediately... I think I said them in, in different orders both times, so I'll say both start them again. What are you giving Haidan? Are you giving Haidan? The, the second one is you're in a situation that could be dangerous, could be. even if it wasn't. Whether it's a clear danger or could be dangerous. That's right. Dangerous category. Right, that's right. Dangerous category. Okay. Can you give an example? Crossing the ocean, but, um, but, not, but having a very safe voyage. That, that's going to get us in trouble, that one, though. Um, another example would be. You were in jail, but your captors were very nice to you. They were very kind. They treated you well the whole time. Um, and you got out. You were, you, know, you were not in danger the entire time. You, you ate nicely. Either sakonis nefashis or, or sub, subhuman conditions. Yeah, very... very Life-threatening. Life-threatening. Pashas life-threatening, but... in of today. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, very good, very good. We're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're building our way up there. We're getting there, yeah. Not, none of them, none of them. You, you mean, you mean hoche midbaris and hoche yam. That's what you mean. But illness, a chayla, a chayla. In America, sure. But uh, you, get, you get caught for something in Russia... Right? No, no, no. Get sent to a prison camp. Uh, in Zimbabwe also, yeah. Singapore. This is this places in the world. Saudi Arabia. Right? Where uh, you definitely don't want to go to jail. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So these are the two stardom. Clark? And these two stardom as to when you make a hagam. How chazal shtel the vector of hagoymel. That's essentially... A machlok is between the Svar and the Ashkenazim, and, and the Mechaber brings it down repeatedly through Reisha uh, Tess. The Mishabura keeps speaking this out, um, and, and let's go through. Let, let's speak that out one by one by one over here. Chaim, um, Cholachaim. The first Ches is a Chavush, someone who is a prisoner. So why are you making the bracha of Hagoyim? Because you were 
imprisoned, and pr- imprisonment is something that theoretically, technically, technically could be dangerous, even though you weren't in any danger. But but just the, the the fact that your freedom was taken away from you, that already you know you're 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 you're, you're not calling shots anymore. You're not saying the terms. Who, who knows what could happen once you don't have autonomy? So the Svardim, Paskin, and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that someone who is a prisoner, even if he's being treated like royalty, he's eating better in jail than he ate at home. And, you know, they, they have give him access to the library and the exercise equipment. And he's, he's doing great over there, right? Nevertheless, if he's in jail, he's in jail, he's chavosh. The Mechaira Paskins, that you make a hagaymo when you get out of jail. A Svardashiyid, who... Shaloy has to go to jail. He could be in the, uh, the, the white-collar white prison where they take great care of you. And he's having a great time over there. Um, he would make a brach of Agayma when he leaves because the bottom line is you lost your autonomy, you lost your freedom. Once you lose your freedom, they could do anything to you. They really could do anything to you. Even though they're not, they're never going to. They're not going to happen. But since you're in a state where you lost your freedom, you lost your autonomy, you make a Hagaymo. Even though you weren't in an immediate danger. Ashkenazim, according to the Ashkenazim, the Chavish, the guy who goes to jail, only makes a bracha if he's in a jail where his, he doesn't know what's going to be with him, his life is in, is in, in danger, or let's say he's, sub, he's subjected to, to um, inhumane imprisonment, um, captors that are very cruel, where, 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 where you know, uh, um, subhuman conditions... And certainly, if his life is actually in danger, he doesn't know, you know, what, what his captors are going to decide his fate's going to be. That's when the Ashkenazim would make a hagaymol on going to jail. Um, but short of that, if a person goes to white-collar jail or even blue-collar um, prison, uh, you know, as long as, again, his life was not in danger and he knows they're, they're given the terms, this is your sentence, you got to be there for 18 years, you know, but you're going to be okay and then you're going to get out. For the Ashkenazim, you could be there for 18 years, you could be there for 20 years, you could be there for 50 years. You don't make a hagaymol when you get out. Because again, your life wasn't in immediate danger. Um, this is one afkamina on Chavish. Let's go to the next one. Um, the, the, the Yud, uh, the first Yud, the Mechaber identifies as Yisurin, someone who's ill, someone who's, who, who's sick. How sick do you have to be to make the Hagaymo? How sick do you have to be? So, the fascinating Machlech is over here as well. It's a Mephurish Mechaber. The Mechaber says explicitly, so now you ask anybody on the street, any of us, everyone knows this halacha, that if a guy was in the hospital and really wasn't doing well, and Baruch Hashem, he recovers, he makes the Haggaymo. So you would ask any of us, yeah, how sick do you have to be to make the Haggaymo when you recover? So what would we say? What would we say? We, we know this halacha. What? You have to be in a life-threatening illness. You have to be in a state where the doctor said, you know, you should, you should uh, have your kids come in and tell you goodbye. Yeah? Or, or, or this is something, you know, a lot of people don't recover from this. Your, your, your life is in serious danger. It's got to be something of that caliber to make the Hagoyim, Baruch Hashem, when the person recovers. Listen to what the Mechaber says. Mechaber Paskins, like this, says the Mechaber, B'chol chayli tzarech levarich. Any illness, you make a Hagoyim, any illness. What does he mean? Does he mean a cold? He means, he means COVID. So listen, so any, any illness, any illness. Depends on what variant. Um, sakana. Says the Mechaber explicitly, even if it's not a life-threatening illness. Even if it's not internal injuries. So, so what, so then, and then for what? For, again, for the, for the common cold, for the flu, strep throat. Says the Mechaber, If you were bedridden, you were confined to bed, you, had a, you, 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 were, you were ill enough that you were not mobile, you had to be in bed, and then you recover, you get out of bed, 
That's when you make the bracha of Hagaymal. Now, some later Svartish Poiskim, I think the, the, the Kafa Chaim, I think, like Sue, that it has to have, have lasted at least for three days, not just like Stam getting into bed. It doesn't take much for us to get into bed, right? Get into the bed all the time when we just don't feel, uh, you know, unwell. So, so the Svartish Poiskim will come after the Mechaber, it qualifies, it has to be an illness you were bedridden for at least three days. Bedridden for three days and you recover, so that's when you make the Hagaymal. But, but listen again to where the Mechaber is coming from. This is the Mechaber. Um, you don't have to have been deathly ill. The doctors don't have to have told you to call your kids and start, you know, make sure you have a, you have a tzavah, last will testament. The Chavah says explicitly, it doesn't have to be life-threatening illness. It just has to be bad enough that you were bedridden for three days. And against the Mechaber, the Mechaber consistent with how he understands Hagaymel. Hagaymel is not anyone that was in a life-threatening situation. Fakir Chazal made four categories of situations which can become life-threatening. So illness is something that can become life-threatening. So I was ill enough that this could have become life-threatening. People in similar situations sometimes take a turn for the worse. I make Agam even if I never took a turn for the worse. And the Ramah says, Says the Ramah, Ramah is the Avi Apoizka for the Ashkenazim, that no, you only like Agamel if you were actually in an illness, a life-threatening illness, where your life itself was threatened not just I'm sick. So again, that's the second Afghamina moving forward between Sfarim and Ashkenazim and, and, and the Sfarim, the Ravad Yosef, he paskins this way, Yaakov Yosef brings down that for a Sfardi, if you are in, they do go the three days, if you are confined to bed for three days and you recover, you make a Hagoimel. You make a Hagoimel because again, it's not about the Sakana, it's about the category, it's about the type of, of situation that you were in, not, the, not, not whether it was a threat to your life per se. Coin Ashkenazim is about your own situation, it has not four categories, but four examples of Sakanas. You have to be in a Sakana. <laughs> Where the doctors tell you. Yeah, so someone. I think if you're not in the in the high risk category, if you're not immunocompromised or high risk, COVID would not be would not be called right. But if someone is immunocompromised, well, according to the Sfarim, doesn't even have to be COVID. If you have a three day flu, you make Agamemnon. But, but if, if it's clear, clear some people would say COVID is all the same thing as three day flu. But. That case scenario, but, uh, hmm? for what? For COVID? Yeah. No, I don't think so. If a healthy person gets COVID, Ashkenazi wouldn't. Immunocompromised. Okay. Then the, the Ashkenazi would, would, pass, would agree. Someone who's elderly, someone who's in a high risk category for COVID, and he recovers, so as he would say, Hagoimel. Yeah. If he's someone who's in a high risk category. Meikaradin women also make a Hagoimel. Um, the Minigas that women don't. Minigas that women don't make a Hagoimel. The women don't? Right. Women women should make a together with men. They, 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 should, they should for sure make a Hagoimel. But when was the last time you made a Hagoimel when you came back from Eretz Yisrael? Didn't you make one when you came back from Europe just recently? I heard you make a Hagoimel. I heard you do it. We have evidence. I, I have, I so, have so, with this. No, no, no. You make a Hagoimel. When, when was the last time your wife made a Hagoimel when she flew back from Israel? Everyone's wife should also be making a Hagoimel. But the minute is, the women don't make a Hagoimel. That's the minute. They don't come to Shul. They don't come to Krezat. They come on Shabbos. Shabbos, we had a woman. Come on Shabbos. Probably for a baby. For a baby, no, I think. her husband, I think, could make it. Okay, all right. So the minute is, women don't make it. But I don't want to get, get derailed that way. I want to stick to the Cholachayim. Why don't we? Why don't we say it each way? Why do we only say it round trip? Well, it depends. It depends on if, if you if you are 
It depends what you're doing. If you're if you're not stopping there and it's one round trip, the attack only say it when you get back. But if you're traveling to Eretz and you're staying in Eretz each each voyage is its own voyage. Each voyage gets its own hagaymel. Like Tefillah Haderech, right? Right. Like the wayfarer's prayer. So if you're making a round trip that same day, you're not really staying in that. It's not your destination. You're just making a big, what's called one big journey. You, you only make one Tefillah Haderech. But if you're making a long drive somewhere and you're staying there for a few days, you're staying overnight. That's two journeys. So you make one on each journey. Depends if you're staying at your destination but or not. There's, there's no, there's no identification of what constitutes a long journey. Generally, overnight. You're staying there overnight. But that, but that, so then the flights to Israel are typically overnight. Right, but that's called the voyage. That's called the journey. That's not called staying. You have to, in, is, in your destination, you stay a night. You stay overnight in your destination. So you make the Hagaimo when you get there, and then you make the Hagaimo again when you get back. Ocean seas don't count. It's only oceans. What's a, what's a sea and what's an ocean? Like the, like the Red Sea, who, who goes the Asiatic Sea, the Black Sea? He, call, he flies over the Gulf of Mexico. Um, that's really the ocean, I think. That's the ocean. But we'll, 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 maybe we'll try to get back there. If we have time, we'll get back. We'll get there. We'll get there. What? Okay. Okay. Um, we'll, 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 uh, well, hopefully, all the time, we're moving, we're moving uh, that direction. So... Um, um, anyway, yeah, so that's, that's where we're up to actually. We're up to there. So we had Chavush, we had Ches, we had Yod, Yisurin, and now we have the third Yod is Yam. The seafarers, people that cross the oceans. People that cross the oceans. The people that cross the oceans is the third um, area where Chazal established you make a Hagoimo. And again, here we're going to have the same Achloikas, Svardim and Ashkenazim. According to the Svardim, why are you making a Hagoimo? Because an ocean is a place that can become dangerous, right? Ocean is a place of a lot of potential danger. A lot of bad, a lot of things can go wrong when you're out on the ocean. You're kind of uh, at the mercy of the elements, and therefore it's a third category where Chazal said since it's a category that can become dangerous, so you make a uh, a, a, a hagoymol over there when you cross the ocean. Ashkenazim will tell us the following. It's not about the category crossing ocean, not the, the, the potential that the uh, seafaring has to be dangerous. You have to actually be exposed to danger. Just like the guy who got sick, and just like the guy who was in jail, you have to actually have been exposed to actual danger to make the Hagoyma when you cross the ocean. It should come out in Halacha that if you're an Ashkenazi crossing the ocean, a routine flight over the ocean, a routine cruise in a cruise ship over the ocean, and Baruch Hashem, nothing went wrong, right? The ship was not becalmed. The plane, all the engines kept going the whole time. He didn't run out of the salted peanuts. The entire flight over the Atlantic Ocean, everything was great. Everything went well. Everything went routinely. According to Ashkenazi, you shouldn't make a Hagoimel. You should not make a Hagoimel. Yet, we see that the Minig is, it's brought down. This is, this is a, not, not a, a Minig of antiquity, also a, minig, a contemporary Minig. The Gedaila Yisrael, Gedaila Paiskin used to pass in that when people make a flight over the ocean or make a, 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 a go over the ocean in a in a, in a, in a um, some, some even in, in a cruise liner, you make a hagoimel. Why? Now it's not. That's right. Now it's the opposite. That's right. That, that flying is safer than driving. Safer than driving. That's why I fly everywhere. I don't. I don't get into cars anymore. I have to go to Huawei. Take a plane. What's the point of making What's the point of making Yeah. Let's ask you What's the point? How? Why is it not a brachel That's why I meant Fragen, right? Exactly. Excellent question. We're going to get to this in a moment, but it's a cash on the Ashkenazim. Oh, why don't we bench Hagoimel after a road trip? You have more right? to bench Hagoimel on the road trip. But by the way, just, let me just... 
Yeah, 100%. I think a Bachar driving from Philadelphia to Philadelphia I think has to make a Haggai Yeah, I think has to make a Haggai Mo. Speaking from personal experience? With my Bachrim. With my Bachrim. This guy in the ambulance all the time. They have to hold the Haggai's employees. They have to say <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we have a very good question over here. As Revelia Bears is raising an excellent point. Is Bishlomo like the like the Svardim? So we understand why a Svardim is when he when he flies over the ocean, he makes that go. Vadi makes that go because again, according to Svardim, it's not the danger; it's the category. Something that could be dangerous. It certainly could be dangerous, even though statistically speaking, it's certainly no longer dangerous. There's something that has the potential to be dangerous. So. Therefore, the Svardi would make, without, without any Shilas, without any pickpocket, the Svardi Shiyad would make a Hagoymo. But that doesn't say why it doesn't make an approach. What? Why doesn't the Svardi Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Excellent, excellent. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Excellent. Um, but Ashkenazim, we have to defend ourselves. Why are we making a, and, and all that? We, we, the minute is, the minute is we do make a when we fly back and forth there to So let's leave that on hold. Let's skip, though, to the final, because the third and fourth kind of do go together. What's the fourth? The fourth is, is, um, Midbaris. The mem, for the final mem for the Chaim, is Midbarius, people that cross the desert. People that cross the desert. And, um, um, Again, we're going to have to have the same machlekas over here, which is one machlekas that goes through all four. <laughs> According to Svardim, it's not the situation, it's the category. I don't have to actually be in a dangerous state, but this is something, taking a trip through a desert uh, is something that has the potential to become dangerous, right? Even if I'm in my air-conditioned car with tons of food and water and, and a cell phone and, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, 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 helicopters that can come and get me. But it's something that potentially could be dangerous. So how do you make a Hagoyma when you cross a desert? According to Ashkenazim, you should only make that brach on crossing a desert when you are exposed to imminent life-threatening danger. Now, Rabbi Shane wants to know, Let's take this to its extreme when it comes to Svardim. According to Svardim, what is Holchem Midbaris? Midbaris just means, Midbaris doesn't have to mean desert, means anywhere that has the potential to be dangerous. So it's a desert, or, or let's say, Hood. driving through... Hood. North Philly. Hood. <laughs> driving through... Friendful. Driving through... Friendful. Well, Midbaris... Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. Midbaris means a place that's not populated. That's what a Midbar is. It's not, it's a zombies over there. They're not populated. If that would be the case, then it would be safe. No, we're afraid it's the population that makes it unsafe. It's not a population. It's zombies. Yeah, okay, all right. Holche means traveling in an area that's isolated. Traveling in an area where there's no one to help me. That's what Holchem Midbarius is. But wouldn't that be constituted under Tefillah Sederich? We're talking about that. Tefillah Sederich as well, yeah, for sure. You make a Tefillah Sederich, that's a that's prayer to ask God to give you a safe, a safe trip. Hagoimol is what you make after God delivered you safely and gave you the safe trip. I understand, but it's the same, it's the same category. Does that bother you? Is it okay if it's the same category? Is it a problem? No, I just don't. Is there anything mad with that? No, one of There's nothing mad with that, right? Let's go on. It's okay if it's the same category. That's all right. So now. Holchem Midbarius. You're saying it before, you're not, maybe I'm saying There's it two different here. functions. Tzvilas is, I'm on the road, I'm getting on the road, God, please give me a safe voyage. Hagoimol is, thank you, God, for, for Taka giving me a safe voyage, a safe so journey. So basically a please and a thank you. Yeah, sure. So why don't we do that for everything, then? Because we're not Svardim, we're Ashkenazim. But Svardim, it should come out, it should come out, let's return to Rabbi Shane's question. It should come out that Svardim, any time they take any kind of road trip, that's like Holchem Midbarius. Let me quote a Mechaber, let me quote a Mechaber for everyone. Says the Mechaber. The Ashkenaz Vitzarfas. In the regions of Ashkenaz and Sarfas, the Mechaber is now referring to his brethren, his cousins, the Ashkenazim. In Germany and in France, the Ashkenazim. 
they don't make a bracha vagoyma when they take a road trip. When they travel from Worms to... to what? Mainz. Mainz. When they travel from Worms to Mainz, the Ashkenazim don't make a hagoyma when they get there. Because they have to, the, the way they understand the Gemara is people who are traveling mamish through the desert. There's wild animals over there. There's bandits. There, there's heat, extreme conditions. That's, that's imminent danger. However, the Minigan in, 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 in Spain for the Sephardim. Noihagen, Levarech, Velyabere. Listen, Herzu, Herzu. Uvisvarad, says the Mechaber. This Minigan Svarad, in Svarad is Noihagen, Levarech. The Minig is to make a bracha when you take a road trip. The Svarim, Paskins the Mechaber, will make a bracha when you take a road trip because it could be potentially dangerous. Now, does it mean any road trip? So the, the, the um, later Svarim Shapais can qualify this as well. That, um, well, for the Mechaber himself, first, this has to be, has to be a, a parso. Mm-hmm. If it's less than the 72 minute trip, which is the same shear for Tfil Saderach. Stan nailed that earlier. It has to be a 72 minute trip, at least 72 minutes. For Lakewood, you don't say Tfilazadarach? No, Tfilazadarach is one thing, and. and I'm not going to. Wait, wait, let, let, let's, let's do Hagaymel, then we'll get to Tfilazadarach, okay? I, I wanna, uh, let's not confuse the two. Hagaymel. Zok the Paskins the Mechaber, if a Svardish takes a 72 minute road trip, he makes a Hagaymel. He makes a Hagaymel when he gets to his destination safely. But the, the later Paiskim qualified this, it still has to be something, it has to be a midbar, meaning it has to be a place where you are isolated. If you're going through civilized areas all the time, similar to Tefillah Saderech, then even the Sephardim, even the following in the footsteps of the Mechaber, would not make a Hagoymel. It has to be something that's like a midbar, something that has potential danger. It's a category of potential danger. Uh, um, uh, meaning a, a, a road, a road trip, again, we're not talking about a danger because of. of, of uh, the, uh, not because of accidents, and also not because of the people who live there, but because of the, the road itself, is the journey, the trip is dangerous because I'm, I'm going through a place which is isolated, I'm going through a place where, where I'm, I'm, I'm um, you know, if I run out of food, or if I get stuck, or if I get lost, I could be in a lot of danger. So the Svartish Shapoiskim explaining and qualifying the Mechaber say that yes, the Mechaber is passing for Svartim. You make a, a, hader, a, a, a Hagoymel for any type of trip on the road, but A, it has to be 72 minutes, like the Mechaber says, and it also has to be, you know, an isolated trip where you're not, where you're not close to any cities, you're not close to any civilized areas, like a Midbar, like a Midbar, Holcha Midbaris. The Gemara does say that it has to be people that are traveling through a desert. Desert means any area which is, which is isolated, which is, no, you're far away from civilization, and you're there for at least 72 minutes. The Mechab, the, that's the Mechaber. And, and the Mechaber himself is admitting to us that the Ashkenazim do not do this Ashkenazim. Because Ashkenazim has to be, more than that, I'm sorry. You have to be in a, a place, a state where you actually expose to Sakana. But you see the Mechaber, the Sephardim, are Lashitase all the way through. All the way through, they look at the four people that are about Srikh and as four categories. And you don't have to actually have been exposed to danger, but these things are, are, are situations that could become dangerous. You make a, a bracha for being in such a situation, um, and you thank Hashem that the situation didn't become dangerous. You went through a situation that could become dangerous. That's where the hoidah is coming from. And according to Ashkenazim, the, the hagoymel, the hoidah, is from being spared personally from actual imminent danger. If you weren't in actual imminent danger, you don't make the hagoymel. And that's both by the, the, the Hochayam and the Midbaris, which means, again, we now have a serious problem. Ashkenazim, we, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be 
it is called Ashkocentric. The Ashkenazim have a serious problem. We, everyone here is the Wurzfarnim Ashkenazim over here. But the Ashkenazim have a serious problem. How can they make a Hagayimah when they cross the ocean nowadays? Uh, or, or, um, but, but the Tfilas Haderech is still different. Tfilas Haderech is different, yes. Yes. So the whole the concept of Midbar is that you're in a secluded area where there's no one around to help you, right? Yes. But in today's day and age, it's nowhere because of your cell phone. Correct, but if your cell phone would break down, if it runs out of batteries, you're in a place where there's no, there's, no it's the potential, it's the potential, it's the potential. Things can always go wrong. No. No, he's asking on the Sephardim. No. Oh, Ashkenazim, you were just talking about Ashkenazim. Oh, excellent, that's right. Ashkenazim have the same problem, for sure, the same problem that we have with the ocean. We already asked this question. Press the buttons, and you, you get help anywhere, from anywhere you want. Right, okay, great, we, but we asked this question already. This is the same question we asked on crossing the ocean. According to Ashkenazim, you have to actually be in imminent danger. Imminent danger. So how do we make a bracha when you cross the ocean? How would you make a bracha when you cross the desert, right? You have to be mamish in imminent danger. It's the same question. We asked this question already. Right? If you ask, I think you, I think, I think you mixed them up. I think it was really asking on the Svartim. Okay, did, 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 did you get mixed up? I think he was asking on the Svartim. He was saying even the Svartim, maybe, yeah, maybe, my, maybe my, I'm mixing my, you up. My, my did question, I mix you up? My question. One of us mixed you up. Well, you guys missed me up on the Tfilis also, but we'll get no, back to that That was your later. fault. I didn't tell no, you. No, you brought no, no, the Tfilis we'll Adarek, not me. We'll get back to that either. You mixed yourself up, Stan. No. Maybe you're right. His question is better than on how can you say that's what, I, th- I think that's what he was asking how can you say any place is isolated you're never isolated because you have the cell phone panic button Yes. that's what he meant to ask the terrorist is again it's not about being an imminent danger it's about being in potential danger and what if your cell phone doesn't work Right, but it works. It's about the potential. I can, we can, everything that works. Potential makes you when it doesn't work. That's only it makes potential. When it works, there's no potential. That's my point. Let's define. Someone want to look up the word potential for me? (laughs) I think we have to. Ravel, you better. What is define the word potential? What 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 does potential mean? Potential. Potential. It potentially can be a danger. Right. If something would change, if something would go wrong, if the status quo would not be the status quo, that's called has the potential. So if your cell phone was suddenly stopped working, if you wouldn't get reception, I, if your kid would take it and throw it off the cliff, right? Eight seconds, eight seconds. Eight seconds, you have a cell phone. Cell phone, oh. the cell phone is working. All your potential, all your potential, you say, it might not work. And then it might lead you to the danger. You already making normal potential danger means. We're talking about Everything the Sephardim. Okay. Didn't you understand? It? How did you understand it till now? Everything is okay. But, ha- but wait, wait a second. Revelly Bear. of a danger. You hear? You say. I, the only question I have for you is Vubiz du Now, where were you till now? This was, we said the whole, the whole time we were saying that the Mahalach of the Sephardim is that we don't look at what's going on. We look at what could. Oh, we look at the worst case scenario. That's the Mahalach of the Sephardim. The might, might not work. This might not work. There's no, sure. There's no you're, in a, you're in a, a region, a circumstance that could potentially be dangerous. Baruch Hashem, it's not, but it could. It could. There's no limit. Anything. Oh, but ha- you're right. You're right. Exactly. Well, that's where we're getting up to the fifth Nafkamina. Chazal created four categories. Four categories is Arbod, Srikham, Lights. We get this from Kapitel, Kovzain, and Tehillim, right? Four categories of, of situations where these are four primary situations that could that have potential to be dangerous. But it's not about the danger, it's about the potential. And about these four specific, specific situations. Never about the actual danger, about the potential. A, a midbar can be dangerous, a yam can be dangerous, illness can be dangerous, and being in jail could be dangerous. See, even if you were never in any danger, since they could be dangerous, and we don't care if they have to take 5, 10, 15 steps away from you, but they have the potential. That's how the Svartim learn up the Gemara. 
That leads, that yields a fifth nafkamin rabbi. Now, till now, we said the Svardim are much more generous in making a hagaymo, and the Ashkenazim are much more limiting, right? So far, so good. But all this flips around now into a fifth nafkamino, where the way the Ashkenazim understand the Gemara opens up an entire, entire, entire um, vista of making a hagaymal, where the Ashkenazim will make a hagaymal, and Svardim won't. Area. Vista. Vista. Yeah. An entire area, entire like a frontier opens up over here. Where the Ashkenazim now will make a Hagaymo and Svardamont. And that is the following situation. What if what if what if what what if what if um, Ayyid is in a situation where he's in life-threatening danger? Imminent danger. Life is mamish threatened. And Baruch Hashem, he was spared. But it's none of the four categories. None of the four. He wasn't in, the, 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 in jail. He wasn't crossing the ocean. He wasn't crossing the desert. And he wasn't ill. Crossing the street, he almost got hit by a car. Excellent. Held up by a gun in the hood. Getting held up by a gun in the hood. And the gun misfired. Or someone came at the last second and clabbered the guy with a baseball bat. Right? So you, we can we can come up with lots and lots and lots of situations. We don't have so much time, but we could we could we, there's a lot more examples, right, of situations where a guy's life was being threatened and he was spared by the Rebbeinu but but not under any of the four aforementioned categories. Does a yid make a hagoimel in such a situation? Well, that is sponsor kiddush. That's not a shiloh. Um, but does you make do you make a hagaimo when you were held up at gunpoint and you were, and your life was spared when you were when you were almost hit by a car and your life was spared do you make a hagaimo? You have to say to the guy, I'm sorry, I have to figure out if it's halakha or Ashkenazim or Safal. But you're right, you're right. Yeah. Everybody happy? Give me a second. Here's a fifth nafkamino. According to the Ashkenazim, you would make a hagaimo because remember, according to Ashkenazim, we don't put any stock necessarily in these four categories. They're just examples of life-threatening situations. It's the life-threatening circumstance that you're making the hagaimo for. The fact that your life was spared from sakana, that's what you're making the hagaimo on. So it would be any sakana that you're spared from. According to the Sfardim, one second. According to the Sfardim, these are four primary categories of situations that have potential danger. Chazal instituted uh, brachan four, but only four categories where there is potential danger. It's the category that brings with the potential danger, never the imminent danger. And Memela, it's limited to these four and nothing else. So according to Sfardim, since it's not about your life actually being spared per se, but being exposed to one of four circumstances that Chazal identifies having potential danger, you would not make a Hagoimel when you almost get hit by that car. You would not make a Hagoimel when you recover from a crazy Shrekloch accident. You would not make a Hagoimel when, 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 uh, when you were held up at gunpoint. You would not make a Hagoimel according to the Sfardim. Or you end up in Walmart after the in Virginia. In Virginia. In Virginia, right. Wait. I think you say you, 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 were, you were in Walmart during the Black Friday stampede. Okay. And you were saved from the Black Friday. That's, that's in Yana de Yoima. Right? Does the potential yeah. for the Ashkenazi then have a role in it or not? No. Again, according to Ashkenazim, there's one rule. According to Sparrow, there's a different rule. And that creates now a fifth and a half Camino. No, the fifth rule, the potential. Yeah, because like, we, like, yeah, we saw again and again from the Ramah, you only make a Hagoimel when you were in a life-threatening situation. It has to be a life-threatening sickness, illness. It has to be a, a prison where your life is really in danger. The situation is that taking the, the potential aspect of things. I'll give you an example. 
you potentially could have gotten into a really bad car accident. Okay. And there, you wouldn't know how it very would have good. you. Very good. If there's time, we'll wrap up with that one. But this this, this is very sticky. Crossing the ocean. Yeah, we'll get there also. But uh, just, to, just to relish this, I don't know if everyone relished this yet. Did we relish it? If we relish yeah, this... Yes, it's inverse. Okay, it. are you sure? <laughs> okay. But uh, did everybody relish this fifth nafkamina? It's such a... Uh, what? It being held up at gunpoint? Yeah. You would make agaimo because again, it's about your life being spared. These are just four examples. There's no difference between being held up and not shot at, or shot at but survived. Oh, okay, you're getting back to that. That was it's connected to David's question um, and, and and Stan's question. How 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 much does how, what, what, how do we define life threatening? How do we define life-threatening? We'll try to wrap up with that. We have to get back to the airplane, crossing the ocean, and, and life-threatening. But however, we'll define what's called life-threatening. You know, were you actually shot at, um, or could you have been shot at, and you weren't shot at? Um, th- that's a question of the definition of what's called life-threatening. What? That's kind of concept. Any life-threatening situation, not just war. No, he understood that. I, just, I think he was asking, he said, do you have to actually be shot at and the bullet missed you? Or, 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 or is it good enough if you could have been shot at and you weren't even shot at? He's asking for a hagdara. What's called immediate danger? Thank you. I Okay, all right. Um, good. So... That, that this is something that has to be pinned down. It does have to be pinned down. A good, a good hagdara, a good definition of what's called life-threatening, what's, not called, what's called not life-threatening. But one thing is clear is this will be a fifth. There's four people. Can there be a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth? That, again, is going to be dependent. The Machalik, Svarim, and Ashkenazim. Very good. Shemak, Koinz, Svarim, these four, and only these four, because it's not about your life being spared. According to Ashkenazim, it's all about your life being spared. So any situation where your life was spared, you will make a hagoyim. So now, we just have to wrap up these two, two points. Going to the Ashkenazim, why is it that Ashkenazim Sheminig is to make a Agaimo when we cross the ocean in an airplane? And that is, that is the Psak Halacha, that is the, 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 the prevailing Minig. It, it, it should be mentioned that there are um, a minority of Ashkenazim Sheminig that say as a result of what we said this morning, one should not make a Agaimo. There are, are, are actually contemporary Paiskim in the Ashkenazi Shavelt that say that you should not make Agoimel anymore. Okay, I wasn't going to say Ramosha Heinemann, but even before Ramosha Heinemann, um, I, I think Ramosha Sternbach also, I think Ramosha Sternbach is, is from, um, the, from amongst them. This is not to make the Hagoimel anymore because of this argument, which makes sense. It makes sense. It's the other side that has to be defended. Why do we still make Hagoimel? So, Lemaisa, before I say why. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's extremely safe. It's very safe. It's safer than the plane, than the car. Yeah, we, we definitely take take statistics into account. It would seem when when establishing Shlangvik, what's a sakana? What's not called a sakana? That gets us even more in the hole. That gets us even more in the hole. Um, so how do we get out of this hole? Um, Again, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. The Ramosha Shahinim is on that list, but there are contemporary places that say you should Ashkenazim should actually no longer make Agoimo when crossing in an airplane. But Svardim would. Svardim do without hesitation. What? Should apologize to the person sitting next to you. 
if that's what happens. But well, if you say Shema, you're just a nervous person. If the pilot gets on the lads because as everybody says Shema, then, then you would say, then you would say Hagoyvul. That, that answers your question. No, you, was there real danger? Not real danger. You know, oh, lots of planes go through turbulence, but they know how to handle turbulence. Okay. Um, you know, the planes are 35,000 feet up. You can, you can, they can plunge a few thousand feet and still be all right, right? Yeah, okay. But that's, that, but they can handle these things. They know how to handle, pilots know how to handle turbulence. Turbulence is routine. Turbulence is routine. Um, so, so how do we answer this? So before we say the, the answer, the, um, the, uh, Lamaisa the minigas they have to say hagaymol, and I'm 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 prefacing the the, the mahalach with that piece just because there are people that may get upset, that may get incensed and worked up about what the answer is if they're if they if they catch it, but uh, I'm just being mocked them with lamaisa the minig is to say a hagaymol. The minig is to say hagaymol, and that's the minig Yisrael. So chalil uh, if your paisik tells you not to make it, your, your paisik is Ramayish Heineman. Or the other paisikim that say not to avad, you follow your paisikim. If, if your paisik does not tell you not to make agaymo, the minig ashkenaz is still to make agaymo when you cross the ocean in an airplane. What's the svara behind that? So they want to say a svara like this. It's 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 um it's uh combining a few different sirufim, uh, a few different arguments in halacha, and they they both they they both they all essentially come down to one idea, which is. Um, Based on a Rav Haigain, Rav Haigain says, "Why is it that the um, the the one who crosses the ocean, or um, who crosses the ocean, why do you make a hagaymo?" So he says an interesting idea, which which is not at odds with the Ashkenazish approach. He says, "An ocean, even according to the Ashkenazim, again, he's before the Ashkenazim Svardim, but the ocean, the way we look at an ocean, is." It's a place where man cannot survive be'etzim, even for a moment. Meaning your, your, your boat has to be seen as like a life support system, a life raft. And it's there to transport you across thousands of miles of an environment where if the boat wouldn't be there, you, you can't survive even 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 afil uh, echos. You, you just, it's a place inherently you would immediately drown. There's no way to survive. An ocean is not, is not man's natural environment. You're, so the boat is there to convey you through a place where you can't survive. See, even Ashkenazim would say, my life is right now in immediate danger. Even when I'm on the boat. Even when the boat is moving smoothly and normally and safe, safely and I have plenty of provisions, but that boat is an artificial device separating me from, from death. There's death beneath my feet. Death beneath my feet right now. If that's the case, so the Paiskim say, the airplane, the airplane has the same arguments. You're in an airplane, you're 35,000 feet above the ground, even though statistically airplanes are safer than cars, but you're in an artificial carriage, an artificial life support system, which if, that's in a place where man can't survive. Man cannot survive 35,000 feet above the ground. You know, even without the plunge, there's too thin up there to breathe. You would, you would, you would, you would, you would suffocate. You would be baked to death by the, you know, the the ultraviolet rays are much stronger up there. You you would suffer horribly. You, and then certainly, you know, after all that, if you would survive the air, the, the the thin air and the ultraviolet rays, you would plunge five miles down to your doom. So based on this Rav Haigain, they want to say that, that since an airplane is suspending you in a place 
where man be'etzim can't survive, be'etzim, so Ashkenazim will look at that as a place of immediate danger, and Baruch the airplane is, is letting me survive constantly in a place that I can't survive. That's why you make the Hagaybo. So based on that svaro, so what about taking a flight? Cruise, how about cruise? A cruise would be the same svaro, be the same svaro. That's right, but, but, but you know, when you're out in the middle of the ocean, you're in a place where man be'etzim can't survive. Man cannot survive in the ocean. What about scuba diving? So it depends, they, they talk about it. it, depends how far you go away from the shore. Depends how far away you are from well, the shore. Well, if you go down, people go down, they can't survive down there. And it could, be, it could last over 72 minutes. Yeah, so again, for Svarin, for sure, you would make the, the Hagoymel, and for Ashkenazim, according to this argument, it would also make the Hagoymel. Um, so if, again, if this is the case, based on what we're saying, everyone should now ask, uh, everyone should be pouncing on me with the question, then you should make Hagoymel anytime you go in an airplane. Right, not an airplane over the ocean. Yes. Anytime you fly in a plane, for this, for this uh, price, for this, this according to this argument, you're always in a place where man can't survive. So you take a flight from here. Yeah, I mean, we don't look at the building. We look at the building as, as a hemshech of the karka. That would be the lambdas. It's a hemshech of the karka. Yeah, even without love, you don't even need love. It's karka. It's karka. It's karka. Um, so anytime you take a flight, you take a commuter flight to, to Baltimore, you should have to make a Hagoimel. Helicopter. Helicopter. You should have to make a Hagoimel. So if Shlomo Zaman Paskins, anytime he takes a flight anywhere, you have to make a Hagoimel. That makes sense. Whether you're making it or you don't. Rav Shlomo Zaman Paskins, Rabbi say, anytime you take a flight anywhere, you make a Hagoimel. The Minaga Oilam is not to go to Rav Shlomo Zaman. We're a little cagey. We're hesitant to do that. So what do we do? We're kind of combining two things together. We're combining the opinion of the Svarim that you went over an ocean together with this Svarah that the, the sky is a dangerous place to be. So we're only comfortable making as Ashkenazim. Again, I'm sorry for the we. But the Ashkenazim are only comfortable making the Hagoimel when we combine this Svarah of the airplane inherently being a dangerous place with crossing an ocean, which is one of the four places named in the Gemara. When we combine those two things together, that's when Ashkenazim will make but the minute is not to be semich on the Shlomo But fascinating to be aware of this, based on what we're saying, Shlomo Zaman makes a lot of sense. Shlomo Zaman, based on this approach, does believe any time a yid takes a flight in an airplane, a yid makes a hagoyim. The minigayim is not to go with that. The minigayim is only to do it when we combine them together. The, lastly, what's called life-threatening? Any time you're in a car accident. Um, Any time you're, you're threatened with a weapon, does the weapon have to fire? Does it not have to fire? This, Rabbi Yisai, is a very, very, very murky area. I'm just going to speak out a few klalim. Basically, what the Pais can end up saying over here is everyone should ask a personal Shiloh because there's always different variables and factors that have to be taken into account. There's a chayon, it really begins with a chayon. There's a chayon that says that if um, a wall collapses right next to you, a rock falls down that could have hit you in the head and missed your head, the chayon says you do make a hagoimel. Being a few inches away, you do make a Hagoimel. So that would sound like if you're crossing a street and, and the car runs a red light and swerves right around you, you should make a Hagoimel. If you're in an accident and you could have been hit right by the driver's side, but instead the guy hits the back of the car and he could have hit the front of the car, it sounds like you should make a Hagoimel. Not everyone agrees with this. And here's where Shlomo Zaman has a Chumro. Shlomo Zaman says you have to mamish have been in, in a real, in, 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 in a Sakana mamish. Not, you were almost in a Sakana. But you were in a sakana and you were spared from the sakana. According to Shlomo Zaman, um, not only if the guy tried firing the gun 
and it misfired, you wouldn't make a Hagaymon. Even if he fired it and the bullet landed next to your head, the Chayyim would say you would make a Hagaymon in such a case. Rishon Zayim would only say if the guy fired the gun and, and, and the bullet, you know, hits you, scratch your head, that happens. It happens. That it only scratches your head. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. But the Chayam, the Chayam Paskins. He means that guy shooting on somebody else and you standing totally different side. That's what he means. I don't believe so. I, I'll, I, have to, to I don't believe so. Potentially no, according to Sfarim, you never make Agam in this case. It's not one of the four. Shlomo Zalman will agree 100% the guy aims at you, aims at you. And he shoots and he misses, of course you have to say. No, I don't think so. Rav Shalom says if you're, if you're stuck and you get lost, you take a wrong turn, your GPS directs you to East Jerusalem and they throw racks at you, um, and you make it out of there, as long as you didn't get hit with a rack that could have really killed your life, that could have, that could have killed you, could have ended your life, you don't make a Haggai ball. As long as you, you were not hit yeah. with a rack? Yeah. I mean, even if you were hit with a rack, even if, no, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Even if you were hit with a rack, but if you were hit in such a way that the rack did not have the ability to kill you, you don't make a you don't make a goyble. I don't believe. I think the same thing with the bullet. He would say you don't make a goyble. The car was hit by the rack. Even you. Even you. Even you. Even you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Rabbi Sai, this is this would have to be a whole nother shear. Really, this is a whole nother shear. Um, one last question. I wonder how this ties in for the halachas of what sakana are you allowed to put yourself into? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I was going to end off with a story. Should I end off with a story? There's another halacha that if a person puts himself into a sakana and he's spared, he never makes a hagaymo. What's called a sakana is something that, that statistically speaking, is, is, a very, is a dangerous thing. Not, not, not potential. We don't look at the potential. In other words, Sfarim would say, take the airplane flights. Okay. Um, Rabbi Shlomo Zayim would say, go on the airplane because although it's an artificial bubble that's protecting you from a place that's death, but statistics say that that bubble works. That's not called putting yourself into a sakana. But I'll just wrap up with a story. How can it go both ways? How can you say it's not called putting yourself in a sakana regarding the allowing to put yourself in a sakana, but it also is called a sakana regarding... It's not called a sakana, but, but anything that, if things would go wrong, would be a sakana. So far to believe that, that you, make a, you make... That's where, how we, where we instituted the Hagaymo. Um, yes, yes. Rav Shlomo Zaman was once asked the following shyly. He said, he said uh, there was a Yid, a Shiva guy who was uh, on, a, on a, the upper floor of a, of a very tall building, and he you know, pushed the button for the elevator. The elevator doors opened. He was uh, whatever, I don't know, he was a little was spaced out a little bit. He was busy thinking about something. He walked into the elevator, and, and um, no. But uh, he walked into the elevator, the doors open, he walked in to get into the elevator car. At the last second, his buddies grabbed him by the arms and pulled him back because the, the car wasn't there. And he was about to take a plunge, like a 20-floor plunge, down to the bottom of the elevator shaft. He, was, he almost fell, and they, they pulled him back at the last second. So Shlomo Zaman said, that situation, the guy should make a hagaymo. The guy should make a hagaymo because he almost fell 20 floors down. He almost took that plunge, and they, they had pulled him back at the last second. If he wouldn't have pulled him back, he would have fallen to his death. He really should make a Hagaymo. Says Rav Shlomo Zaman, though, he passed him that the guy doesn't make a Hagaymo because you got to look where you're going. No, you, before you go into the elevator, make sure the elevator's there, make sure the elevator car is there. And like Rabbi Shane was just saying, you put yourself into a life-threatening situation and you're spared, you don't make a Hagaymo because you're called a Peshe. You can't give thanks to Kosh Baruch Hu. You shouldn't have been there to begin with. So this guy doesn't make a Hagaymo because Rabbi Yisai, here's a Klaag Gadol Yisait for life from the Paiskim that before you get into the elevator, make sure the elevator's really there. 
Okay, thank you all for joining. What if you would have taken the plunge, fell in, but it turned out that the elevator was one floor down, so you only fell one flight? He, he, he wouldn't have made Haggah because if bad it wasn't life threatening. Even though he, took, he actually did the plunge, yeah. the plunge himself had the ability to be life threatening. Yeah, yeah, because it has to be Sakona Mamish. Sakona Mamish. It was in this bar that it wasn't really a Sakona. Because again, the Ashkenaz never go with the potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be like the guy saying because he was in the shaft that should have killed him. Okay. Thank you, Thank you for joining. What? You know, to go to Gush Katev.